a Scotsman making a movie about Russia, and he cast Americans. <laughs> that that right there tells yeah. you that you probably shouldn't take this movie seriously. Hello. Movie Sherpas. Bonus episode. Hey, what's going on? Hello. Welcome to another episode of Movie Sherpas. I'm Jason. I'm That's, the other guy. Yep. Agent, I'm your dad, and he's Agent Carter, for those perhaps watching the video version of this on Anchor, uh, which you could do now. It's interesting. So I just upload the video, Ooh. and we just it's, it's strapped up into audio and video. This is a bonus episode. We are in the holiday season, the spooky holiday season, but... Darn it, we watched so many damn movies, War. You know, we, we, we want yeah, to yeah. talk about, uh, gave you a little bit of a bonus episode uh, for for this week, the the first week of October, and this is going to be the first actual week of... <laughs> nice. Are you, hunting... Are you hunting quail over there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be the first uh, the first official episode of uh, October was last Friday. So this week uh, we're going to give you two, at least two episodes, maybe three episodes. This one's dropping on Wednesday. We may have one for you tomorrow and then we'll have our regular Friday upload. Um, but yeah, you know, this is this is going to be a this is a dude. This is a fun, a fun movie on such a heavy subject. Oh, yeah, no, and I love that. I love that. I wish that we did more. Yeah, especially especially in the way that it's made as well. It has this. Um, and again, I might put my foot in my mouth. I didn't research this movie. I purely just enjoyed it, so I don't really sure. know much about the behind the scenes. But it has this like Coen Brothers feel and look to it. The presentation. Yeah. No, you're um, exactly right. And it and it's just pleasant, right? Like it's just we're in. Yeah, it's it's. Just- it's yeah, it, it's like slow and awkward, but the humor, um, it reminds me of like uh, one of the movies that I'll always state for like one of the first films that I watched with like this real dark humor with no cues for laughter or no like, no, like, unless you get it, you're not gonna right. notice that this is a funny film. So like, I always use my markers like in Bruges mm-hmm. with a, one of my favorite films that does that. And, and this this film does it does it really well um, from from like the get go. It like the open of the film is yeah. like tells you what's going on and what whatnot. But then just it shows you what a good tool humor is, right? To to deliver that message because during that first scene, right when there's the two guys in the recording booth, and he gets that phone call, and they do, they use humor in that moment, right, of, like, arguing, like, well, he said, I'll call him back in 17 minutes. And he was, like, 17 minutes from when he told you or 17 minutes yeah, from when you hung yes, up? And he, yes, and like, exactly. And, and, like, and that little back and forth and that little, you know, making light of it actually makes you realize, it, like, how hard that delivers that message to you right off the bat. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, you're laughing, but you're also, like, you know, it yeah. delivers it direct to you. You understand, like, oh, shit, that's a problem. Yes, and and the to film and we're 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 talking about we're talking about uh, two thousand. I mean, there's a the, it's funny. There's a U.S. and then there's a uh, there's an abroad a foreign release date for this movie. 
We're talking about 2017's uh, Death of Stalin, a, uh, a, a political satire of a heavy, heavy degree. Uh, talking about uh, 1950s Moscow under the, uh, the the great terror and heavy cloak of one Mr. Joseph Stalin, That's a, as it's uh, described. And uh, it's like, it's a comedy that, it's like you said, it's a comedy that I wish there was more of. It's a bunch of amazing actors um, making light of a really heavy situation. And there's a, there's such like, there's such like an art behind, there's there's such an art behind doing that. I think it, I honestly, I think it has a lot to do, um, with, uh, what's his name? Michael, Michael Palin. Right. I think it's in a, like, it's because he does so much stuff with Python. Like he did so many things. He he was, he, uh, I mean, he basically... If you look at his filmography, like literally every Monty Python movie is in there. And you can't work with the Python dudes uh that many times and not kind of pick up and not kind of pick up like I loved how this movie used space and time as as comedy. Like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Stalin's son comes in and he grabs the gun and they're fighting. Yes, and yes, it's literally yes. like he goes out yeah. and then he comes back in because he sees the guy, he sees the gun right there and he lunges for the other gun. And it's Richard Brake Who's playing the, who's playing the, uh, the guard, the, the, uh, yeah. The, the, no, the, the what a fantastic, guard. fantastic cast from oh top my to God. bottom. Richard, like uh, Richard Brake is a very, is if he is a very distinct looking actor and he does, play that uh the character he doesn't play a major character but he's like fighting with him and it just goes on for minutes to silence yeah. and it's so it's so like it's so i, I love it yeah very, I, I love that scene it's very funny because I, I love that scene a lot because like for me it's kind of like of course like you start to think of like yeah. the reality of the situation of the story they're telling obviously this wasn't a funny if this instance was to happen, it probably wasn't very funny, but like at the same time, the way that they deliver it and the way um, it gives you so much time in that scene where you stop looking at him failing to yeah. disarm this soldier and take his <laughs> weapon. And you start to look at the other people in the room and how, because of the position of power that this guy holds, how awkward and embarrassing it is for them. And we've all felt that. And that's what this movie does, mm-hmm. I feel, really well, is that, like, you don't just, like, see the... The comedy is in so much of what you see. It's that, like, it's so real, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Even, like, you feel it. You're like, oh, my God. Even to the point where, uh, during that, like, the the end of that sequence, he goes, <laughs> end of that sequence, he goes, are you still, you still a soldier? You still know how to salute? And he's like, yes, sir. I was like, so he salutes him. And then he goes, now you're all in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let that be a lesson to all of you. He just gets like, he just gets like over the, the son of Joseph Stalin gets overpowered by this, by like, yeah. Guard it's number funny because it makes him, two. it makes him no less scary. Like that yeah. scene kind of shows a lot about that character where they all understand like, look, he's not, he's not going to succeed in this, yeah. but we still have to play the charade because like, you know, if he's a fucking crazy person and yeah, like, exactly. there's like one word and 
we're mm-hmm. you know yeah we're fucked to the yeah to the chopping block so it, yeah the- it's fucking fantastic i also love another scene with him the actor who played uh st- he had a couple of the most funny scenes in the film actually. oh yeah he had uh um, he, he had some fa- he had some awesome uh when they're talking about the awesome plane stuff. It's fucking. I was laughing my ass off when, when he's at. But they're talking about the plane without talking about the plane. And every time the guy references the plane, he's like, "What plane?" It's like I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, "Soviet planes don't crash, and Joseph Stalin's son doesn't fuck up." And it's just like, um, yeah, it's just funny. It's that delusion, isn't it? Especially of that, like, um you know, that dictatorship type thing. But right. also we can all relate to it because, again, political humor and whatnot, no matter which side you fall, we all know that, look, there's things that are smoke and mirrors and there's things that don't look good. It's all, it's keeping up appearances, you know, and like, but it's so funny in that exactly. moment to have him be like, <laughs> um, you know, trying to teach these fucking guys how to play hockey. And he's like, you teach these guys how to play hockey as good as the guys who... Who, the, as the dead ones or I'll kill you <laughs> and it's just like what an impossible task you know what I mean like what yeah. like uh, and it's just like imagine how many of those as funny as that is in that moment though I'm sure that the man's put down by a by a regime like this were probably just as ridiculous as yeah, that I, that's, that's what I think is that's what I think is funny it's the fact that we all look at these political satires. We all look at stuff like that. And we all see how over the top they are, like uh, like Zach Galifianakis and uh, Will Ferrell doing the cam- as was it the campaign, like yeah. as over the top and ridiculously stupid as a lot of that stuff was. It can't like with with our with our the the current political history bringing brought you know, brought into such stark light with the internet and all that stuff. We know for a fact that that movie is not far off of what actually happens. No, you know? yeah, it's probably it's not, more true than yeah, any campaign you've ever true. sat through and watched on the news. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and what I like to think they kind of do with this, because we're talking about a movie where Steve Buscemi plays Nikita Khrushchev, right? Like, <laughs> and we're, t- yeah, we're talking about a movie where Jeffrey Tambor is Gregory Melenkoff. Like, there's, there's like, there's yeah. so much artistic license taken with this movie to tell this story. They tell the, and I mean, the way I kind of surmised it was they tell, <laughs> this is like Weekend at Bernie's if Bernie's, if Bernie was Stalin. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. how the events unfold and how the whole thing goes into chaos. Like, it's just, it, and it's funny because, uh, Adrian Adrian McLaughlin, who plays Joseph Stalin, when they do the life cast of him for uh, when they have to open his head up when his son comes in and everything, and they're removing his brain. He's like, he gave his brain to... He gave his... What do you say? He gave his brain to queers from Brooklyn. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like and they were trying to bring in the... Uh, the uh, they were trying to reinflate his lungs oh. so they could put uh, yeah, do surgery on it. Because him. it's because the machine was, was made American. in yeah. America, and they were just yeah, not having yeah. it. Like, it was you look cool. at like you look at the the they did everything that they could to be as true to the be as true to the people and what the people did, you know, for real. Like, but 
what they what they've done is they kind of it sort of the movie itself reminded me more of more of Clue and uh, like uh, like co like a like a Coen Brothers film. I, I got that yeah. too, but it yeah. reminded me yeah. of like it reminded me of like Monty Python and and it reminded me of like the the stage play like that Clue is and everything. I just I mean it's it was such. It was it was just... offensive for sure because you know I understand that sometimes political movies are offensive to the you know the the politicians <sighs> that they make fun of but it's not really it's it's not really making fun of the it's telling the story more honestly than I think the media is really. Well, I th I think the problem is is like when a movie like this gets backlash, it makes you feel like they they always use like broad terms like Russia is mad at this well i guarantee you like and, and it's like um, nine just like dudes anyway. that are mad at this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because like as a general person a general part of the population i have no like emotional attachment to any politician so like i find any jokes at any of their expenses funny like i oh, yeah. i find hilarious. jokes at your expense funny too <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean because exactly. you're my friend and stuff exactly. like that so like let alone a politician but i love this make believe in the media and these backlashes like um they did with um yeah. seth rogan and yeah um franco when they did the interview right like mm -hmm. that they yeah. were like oh north korea's madness i know that one fucking crazy dude is really mad about it yeah but, exactly. like nobody else cares like you know what i mean like because other people like people have their own problems and shit so like you know what i mean like whether you're whether you voted for somebody or whether you know whether you fall on that side of the political line like this movie is not like i don't think it made a you know what i mean like there's nothing totally offensive in it that's kind of like it's not say it's not a fuck you russia film you know what i mean like well, it's not it's it's, it's it... just focusing on this particular situation i mean and, and it's like you know it's like it's like comedians always say when they make jokes and they're like oh what like too soon you know what i mean it is yeah. really falls under well, that you know but but the thing is it would be it would be offensive if steve buscemi was trying to do a russian accent it would be offensive if jeffrey tambor was trying to do a russian accent or something but they're not yeah it's, it's like it's as though, and, and honestly, it's as though a bunch of that's... second city trained actors was like we're going to all audition for this play about Joseph Stalin. That's fine. And, it, and, that, and that's what happened. Like, that's how but you can tell the, it's being respectful and not just a satire making fun of Russian culture and whatnot. Seeing the film, though, and with the Python ties it has, you know that Python's doing Russian accents. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you know oh yeah. No, the different, that. different, uh, like, different times. More risk takers there. Absolutely. I, I think as much as people like, love, you know, like uh, we talk about, like uh, comics who take risks and say things that are shocking. So like you got guys like Frankie Boyle who's just like pushing that envelope. Yep. But like, um, I don't think any of them really understand though, like how that all started rolling especially in film like what Monty Python was doing like today it seems just ridiculous back then it was ridiculous but also like oh like so shocking like the shock laughter that they were getting from right. some of the shit they pulled off so like I, I I do kind of like watch this film and try and imagine the alternative 
of it at the same time because this is like very modern coen brother type right uh you know slow burn comedy whereas like i and i'm thinking of like what this other version would have looked like and it's just definitely offensive and definitely it's also it's also you know it's also a horror movie if you do it with any with any type of seriousness with any type like the 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 crimes that were committed by stalin and then his predecessors and everything until the coup happened until the regime change yeah no it the like yeah, make fun of those motherfuckers for sure. Don't, but, but don't you think it's funny though? Like, don't you think it's maybe because if they did this film full on serious, like how many people are going to watch it? None. You know what I mean? And it's then depressing. like, but, it, but with by approaching it from that humorous point where we're looking at the characters and being like, yeah, this is how they work. They they like they, these are the moral lines that they have, and this is the space they operate in, and we're going to work within that with this right. comedic element like you watch the film and like but you still like know what's going on you know what i mean that you wouldn't have if you know i mean if it was a full if this is like schindler's list like you know you're not having the same (laughs) (laughs) the same thing but yeah um no that there's like for me me. some just some of the scenes alone are hilarious like when they're carrying starlin like when when they're carrying his body that is one of the most like slapstick like that's like that's like some that's some humor though like the way that shot and the way that humor is delivered is kind it kind of like makes me think of like silent film like it like that's such an old joke yeah right like that's such an old joke but it just works it's it's so well filmed it's a respectful thing to it's a respectful thing uh for because there is comedy in russia there definitely is but the the russian uh russian humor is much more stiff much more to the point you know and 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 so the same thing with German humor too. German humor, there's a lot of fart jokes. And it's not because Germans are you know discussing humor. It's ger- it, everyone understands and can get behind. Toilet humor is funny. If you make a dick joke, it's hilarious. There's not much you can. It's very. Both cultures are very concise when it comes to emotion. And when you say yeah. something, and like you know that that's why that's funny there. So I think this movie actually appeals to the slow burn and intelligence that can come with Russian comedy. Like Russia, a lot of, a lot of Russian comedy is like long form inside joke, political jokes as well. You yeah. know, there's a lot of, there's even jokes about Putin and that Putin laughs at, you know? So yeah, this is, it's, it's a very welcome thing. I just, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of shocking to see a movie that actually made it. With all, with an all Amer- almost an all American cast playing lead roles. Yeah, but I, I love the choice they made of not doing accents. Yes, though I that think it's a really because it, it really pulls us as like a Western audience, right? Because you got Americans there, you got uh, some English actors there. Like it really pulls that like audience in, and mm-hmm. there's no boundary there. You know what I mean? Like it's like. 
I don't know, it pulls us in, in in a way that it wouldn't, even with, even speaking English with Russian accents, there'd still be a bit of a wall up, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like I read, oh, they're not, like, I don't get these people. I read a, hmm. uh, I read a, a great little review on the, on the movie, and the one line that sticks out, it's, uh, it says, a Russian, poli- a Russian political satire, a Russian political sat- uh, satire, <clears throat> Written by a Scotsman, starring starring Englishman, <laughs> like <laughs> that's yeah. that's what it is. Because yeah. because uh, Armando Anucci, the guy that was the guy that uh, wrote and ultimately directed this movie, was born in Glasgow. <laughs> so it's like it's a Scot a Scotsman making a movie about Russia, and he cast Americans. <laughs> that that right there. Tells yeah. you that you probably shouldn't take this movie seriously. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, fu- it's it's so it's so funny. There's there's just some scenes in the film <laughs> that are just like again, like, and it's not totally obscure or like eccentric, is it? Like, but you find humor in like the simplest places, like where they're able to make those jokes. Like, even um, I will not be silenced. You know, these spitzers. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. Um, you know, and or Steve Buscemi, um, you know, with with trying skin. to trying to, he's, he's trying to like build that um, rapport, isn't he? And he's like, look, yeah. he's like, I just want you to know, any if anyone tries to hurt you, like, then it's like, who's trying to hurt me? And he's, like, oh no, nobody. Nobody's sure. like, like, and it's just like putting his own foot in his mouth. And like, I've been oh, over shit. here. I've been over here. I was like, well, you guys over there talking about talking about something over here picking. I've been over here picking out drapes with skinny Hitler. I <laughs> like, love that I love, the interior um, direct de- decorator. He calls that, skinny Hitler. <laughs> that one American actor, I forget his name. I've seen him in a bunch of things. Oh, but when he pulls Steve Buscemi aside, he's like, "Why is everyone treating me like they want to fuck my sister?" <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's such that's such a like <laughs> yeah like. It's, it's such an odd phrase, but you totally understand. Yeah, like no, he, there's what a he's lot meaning, of that. Right? Like, there's a there's a whole there's a whole lot of uh, of Eastern humor in in this uh, in this movie. There's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of American uh, American sort of tongue in cheek humor in this in this movie. And one of the things that they do one of the things that they do brilliant uh, brilliantly is um they allow they allow the comedy to kind of creep to kind of develop right in front of you yeah i i really i really appreciate and and again that's kind of my that's where i i i felt the the monty python influence was the fact that a lot of stuff like (laughs) when he does the i will not be silenced and he spits on his own forehead and everything (laughs) Most of that tussle happens off camera, and you're just seeing the actors' reactions to what's going on, and that kind of thing. Where you know Python would do a lot of single take gags, where they would just kind of hold on, you know, they would kind of hold on Gleason for God knows how long, and because they would do a lot of. I'm I'm also assuming that some that some of this, especially because. uh, Patty Con- Patty Considine was involved. Uh, funny ass co- uh, comic actor. Was in a lot of uh, 
well, just about everything that the Hot Fuzz Boys have done, that Edgar Wright's done in the pa- over the past uh, ten or fifteen years. But Patty Constantine's like a he's a he's a proper comedian, as well as being an actor. So I like a lot of the stuff that he does. Like, don't worry, they're not going to kill you. Like yeah. <laughs> when he's ushering, when the regime, when the coup happens and everything. Or is it when the coup happens or when they find out that Stalin dies, that is dead? I don't remember. But he's ushering all those people. He's like, my God, these people used to haunt my nightmares. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all the people's like, in the in the ghettos and all that shit. I, I love of... as, as a film. I, I I just think that that first sequence before we even get to the dilemma, that opening scene is so genius because it just lets you know this is what the next hour and a half of your life is gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. this is just what you're in for, and they get that humor in right away. Like I love that opening phone call. It's fucking hilarious. He was like, you know, how long's it been? I don't know, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Maybe, maybe a minute or well, which one is like because it's like i'm gonna if i don't call him back in 17 minutes exactly i'm gonna die so like it's just that, that high stakes and that like kind of dull fumbling that right. they do to try and like toe that line is hilarious and even when um you know he demands the recording and they didn't record it and he's like so we're going to do it again. And then that girl's freaking out and she's like, I'm not being a part of this. And then at the last minute, she slips that note inside the record as she yes. hands it to the thing. And he's, he's like, no, 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 no. And it's just like, you just, you feel it though. You know, like there's a lot of comedy, which is just funny to sit back with. But with this, because of the stakes yeah. and because of where we're you at, get, you like get you kind feel of it. There's like tension. Overly now. vested. You get yeah. overly, overly vested in in certain small scenes that you normally wouldn't latch on to if this was a more serious film, you know? No, it's, and, it's... and I think that it has... The movie's kind of... Uh, it's ridiculous appeal. For me, anyway, what kept me glued was Jeffrey Tambor because he looks the least supposed to be there. Like, he looks... <laughs> he yeah. looks the fakest out of everybody. Like, you know, it's Steve Buscemi with that. He's got, you know, what an older, an, an older important guy would look like. I mean, even, um, uh, Andre, uh, I forget her last name, uh, Andrea Riseborough who plays Svetlana, uh, um, I think Stalin's daughter. She looks period. And, you know, uh, like Pat, even like Patty Constantine and, um, Michael, pa- Michael Palin and all those people, that are playing the characters around in Stalin's cot cabinet. They all look kind of like you're yeah. supposed to be there. Oh, and then dude. you've got fucking, <laughs> you got fucking Jeffrey Tambor with the worst toupee on his head, <laughs> the absolute yeah. worst toupee. Who played? Who was playing the um, the army captain? The uh, scar on his eye. Are you talking? Do you about... know, I've seen him. A, I've seen him a bunch. He's. He's a really good actor, but I've, I don't think I've ever seen him in something like this. And um, I just love his character, like because the presence his are character. You t- are you talking has. about? Ja- are you talking about Jason Isaacs who plays uh, Z- uh, Captain Zukov? No, I think uh, no, no, Is no. He... Um, the dude with the scar on his eye. You know, like when they're at the. 
I don't want to give away too much. I'll search it real quick. Let me kill the podcast here. Everyone can <laughs> listen to me type away. Uh... And that's, again, um, Jason Isaacs of incredibly, incredibly like stern it was... like character. It maybe wasn't as crazy as like the Irishman when I watched that, where it's just like, "Hey, it's that guy!" Oh my god, this guy! Oh my, oh my god! Like, and it's just or, like the cat. Or like but Motherless it was, Brooklyn, it like yeah. But it was like that though. Like mm-hmm. the cast sure. is just like wow. Like, and I gotta say, um, before I do find out this answer that I'm looking for, I think that we've talked about Steve Buscemi like every episode. That we've ever I'm, done. I'm relatively confident that uh, like, we have oh, talked. Probably to almost. <laughs> he's he is a good actor, dude. He's a good actor. He handles that like he's a he's a good enough actor, right? And then he can, uh, like comedically as well. Like you know, I mean, he can he can do both. You know, <laughs> like which is not yeah, something that he's, he's, a lot of guys can do. He's uh well. He's a unique looking actor, so that immediately puts him in a typecast character uh, category. And he does always play the same kind of aesthetic in, in movies, unless you go to like Boardwalk Empire, where he played someone decidedly unlike him. Um, most of his movies, most of his movies, I'm sorry, I, I meant to say the other way around. Most of his movies, he's playing characters that are decidedly different than who he is but then boardwalk empire comes in and he kind of like you know he sort of falls into that and is able to play more like just the actor he was going to be instead of you know some asshole who gets cut up and you know put in a wood chipper in fargo or mr pink in reservoir dogs or anything like that where those characters are very very you know far from who he normally is in and I, I kind of feel that with this movie too. He was kind of able to. Uh, he he obviously played a Russian character as a full on. I'm not even going to try to fake this American. But okay, no, it was Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, yeah. He um, played Gregory I, uh, Zukov. But they had the other fella um, who was in um, Rob Zombie's movie and he was in game of thrones as well right the guy who is um who stalin's son tries to wrestle the gun off oh richard brake yeah richard brake yes uh-huh. yes. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Dude, and he looks like he belongs there oh like, yeah let me just yeah, say yeah. Like, he, was, he has he was 100 like... supposed to be in this movie absolutely um no he just he, yeah he, he really pulls that yeah. off he plays but, like, uh um, the, the presence of here um Jason Isaacs, though, like when that military presence comes into this already fucking chaotic oh my God, situation, yeah. and you just see how, like, so, so we've seen how, like, these politicians are dealing, right? But then we're reminded that they are politicians, and this guy is like, I will murder everybody. Like, I will here. fucking like, kill everyone here. Like, and, no... and uh, I know that we have like these biases, you know, like and this idea of like Russian military, but I think all of us know that, like, dude, like, yeah, pretty clean cut, get the job done. <laughs> like, yeah, it, so yeah. their presence there is like, we all understand, like, this isn't good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing good will come from this. Wow. Um, it's, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean the 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 movie in and of itself is uh, 
it's a it's a it's a very it's a it's an incredibly honest satire of a very heavy you know subject the you know the the death of joseph stalin the regime change and then the the subsequent coup that happened that ended up saving a bunch of russian lives in the process and get ridding getting rid of a very uh you know uninstalling an incredibly toxic dictatorship and you know when i say it like that it's like man i don't want to watch that movie <laughs> i don't but the I, humor and everything makes it so that you can kind of you can stay in the movie long enough to see just kind of how well crafted the message behind the whole movie is you know i think the, the humor people, keeps you there. when when people make movies about things that happened in history i think that a mistake that gets made often is the worry of we have to be so true to it. Like we have to literally make this happen from a history book and they underestimate the audience that like, um, that after, if, if you can pull them in to something that's really happened in any way, shape or form, when they leave the theater, they're going to go on their smartphone and they're going to, research did this really happen oh yeah did this absolutely. Guy really do this did this guy and and so what it does is it opens that up and so it's like a really genius way to bring attention or like you know to get people to cover those lines i don't you know i mean i think that that pressure that uh you might have as a movie maker to like tell everyone everything and really you don't have you know what i mean and kind right. of being like have faith that like after the fact people tend to you know, even after, um, you know, I think of a lot of movies, like a lot of horror movies, like The Conjuring, I think that's one of the, like, if you go to type into Google anything about Lorraine Warren, like, you know, there's tons of questions there. So people are obviously searching that straight out of the theater. Mm-hmm. You've got um, even um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, Tarantino's film. Of course, right. that's like uh-huh. uh spoiler. Uh, permitting, you know, that the way that that ends, obviously that's not reality, but like that's like a very popular search thing. So people Mm -hmm. fresh out of the theater do jump straight on their phones and you end up learning little things, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I'm not saying that this is done in the, they didn't make this movie in the fucking honor of history itself for your history teacher in high school. Like, that's not (laughs) what the premise was, but like, you know what I mean? It does bring attention to it though, you know, like, um, I know I did. Like you know, you look up like did of, of what actually happened. Did this happen? Is this right. who is this? Ca-? You know, and like, and yeah. No, considering that, I think that like it's a great way to bring the most eyes into it. Give them what they pay for. Give them a good time, a good laugh, right? And approach some pretty dark shit with like <laughs> a really, um, honestly, like a really fitting sense of comedy. Like, because with, like, an over-the-top, like, in-your-face comedy, it would have been really messed up, really. But, like, with this yeah, style you know, of comedy, it's kind of like... You know... it, it's more like it's your fault if you laugh. <laughs> because, like, they play it straight. You know what I mean? Like, the whole movie's played straight. Like, mm-hmm. they're all... No one's... No one's, like, fucking Donald Duck in around exactly. the place. They're allowing the... Kim, the uh... They're allowing the audience to choose what to laugh at. And I think that's really, really 
you know, smart. None of the stuff that goes into this is seen funny by any of the actors. Like, even when Jeffrey Tambor is being just completely ridiculous, you know, or, um, well, Rupert, Rupert Friend, who plays Stalin's, uh, Stalin's son, when he's being just over the top and ambiguously like, hey, how are you doing? Drunk, like, you know. Brilliant casting. Brilliant casting. So good. He's honestly, like, I, I, I love the role Steve Buscemi plays in it. Like, I, I do really like him as an actor. Um, but I, I got to say, like, I think that that character for for the response he gets from the audience and for what he brings when he is on screen, like, he might be one of the best characters in the film, right? Like, he's just, the way he's played and the way that, like, whenever he's on screen, something's going to happen. Like he's that he's an action character, right? Like exactly. as soon as he enters frame, he's gonna do something, and it's not gonna go great, <laughs> and it's gonna be we're gonna enjoy a, a good laugh at his expense, yeah. especially with the tension, knowing that we shouldn't be laughing at him, mm-hmm. knowing that the position that he holds is he's someone who should not be laughed at, and and that the whole film nobody laughs, but us, exactly outside they- of it in our little safe zone, right? Like outside of that tension and that orb that they're in and so again like it it shows you you know like of course there's some shit in there where people probably do notice within those scenes yeah i i do humor in it i do um i do appreciate the fact that a lot of uh a lot of comedies that comedy this day these days is uh, sorry i'm tripping over my tongue (laughs) a lot of comedy these days is not as tongue in cheek as it used to be. And it's almost that the popular thing to do is to make a comedy that at some point lets you know that it's self-aware and that lets you know that it's ridiculous. And for the filmmaker and the cast to have the balls and not just the balls and the courage, but like the, the understanding of what would ruin this film is that not a single time is there like a, is there one of these? It's one of the, well, you know, everybody says yeah, that about yeah. Joseph. You know, there's yeah. not no, a, there's not there's a no smirk. fourth wall. There's, there's no, no yeah. yeah, there's no smirking. There's no letting on that we understand that this is humorous. It's us laugh. It's us on the outside from their brilliant performance yeah. that they've kind of pointed at us all of these clues that what's happening is funny yeah. even though they're not showing that it's funny like in the um the fucking f- the funeral scene dude when they're going through that thing and he's like it's okay i'll just make it seem like it's part of the- yeah. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> and then he ends up stood like right in front of that guy yes it's just like- and that's where Steve Buscemi just shines, right? Because he's such a straight-faced actor. Like, he is so good. Um, i got to say, um, one thing I would recommend off watching this, like, it, it would bring Steve Buscemi up a lot. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned Which, this at least once before. Yeah, it's very strange yeah. that you made that realization that we have, at least, at least out of the four out of the last five episodes, we've mentioned Steve Buscemi. I'm pretty sure. I Someone mean, go check us out. a lot, man. He does. He comes up a lot, and um, if you get 
a chance. I'm not even sure if it's on anymore because of the whole uh, controversy with Louis C.K., but he did a show with Louis C.K. called Horace and something. I forget. I forget the fucking title, which is not a great recommendation. So I do apologize for that. But um, if you look at like, it. something, um, it, dude, it was an amazing series, and it it really did help balance that same kind of tone of like comedy for us, but almost like agony for them. And it's like, it was a really well-written and well-performed story. I was actually pretty impressed with Louis C.K. in that. And um, obviously, like Steve Buscemi, he uh, he uh, played quite a big role in that. It was, it was really cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot. If you're able to find that and watch it anywhere, I do recommend it if you, if you want to get on a little Steve Buscemi kick there. Because, again, you're going to get the humor to go along with it. But the, the writing and the storytelling behind that um, especially on the sets. The, the thing that I loved about it was it was kind of like a stage play at, at times, you know, like it was uh, almost like, I, I don't know if it was, it may have been, but it was almost looking like everything was filmed on a live studio audience, you know what I mean? Right. So that every set was kind of open and they used a lot of the same sets a lot of the time. So we don't get to see what these characters do outside of this space. So we only get to see them when they re-enter it. And it was... um. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. I re- I really liked it. But yeah, um, no, this this movie was. I, that's why I texted you as soon as I started watching it. <laughs> Just like, dude, you've yeah. got to watch this. It's it's fun. No, it's this funny. this this movie this movie is uh, and we're we're gonna keep this episode shorter than the normal than the normal ones. But uh, this movie here is definitely. You would see the you'd see the trailer, and I think if you saw the trailer, you'd be like, "Man, this film's kind of wacky, and I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it." But what's what's really awesome is that they don't show you the true funny things in the trailer, which is which is a flip. All the stuff that you see in the trailer is hilarious, and it's it's funny that they use that kind of as a hook because. They put this ridiculous trailer together and everything with all the laughs. Yeah. You think, oh, this movie's just going to be a laugh riot. And then you actually sit down and it's a very still funny, still satire, still completely makes the people involved look daft and ridiculous. But it's an incredibly respectful, respectfully done film as far as the people that made it. The people that made it wanted to make it just so the audience would laugh. Not that the film was self-aware to its comedy, which is... It's that's uh, yeah. that's pretty ballsy I, I to also, make, you know. I was also a big fan of the trailer because, like I said, you know, you guys watch a comedy film these days in a theater and you've already seen the big laughs already. Whereas, like, this film was really good at showing you, like, these little in betweens. Like, mm-hmm. almost every part in that trailer is like an in between part between yeah. something funny happening. Dude, there's a whole um, deleted scenes reel, too. Yeah, <laughs> whole deleted scenes reel as well on YouTube. God, whole yeah. bunch of stuff that Patty Constantine and uh, and Michael Palin and uh, even even uh, Jason Isaac has a whole bunch of uh, like extended cuts of certain scenes uh, that are super super funny. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a it was a good time. Like again, we do this. It's not breaking news it's been out for a long while but i saw it on netflix and uh we've been kind of 
leaving Netflix on the wayside recently with the spooky season and that, unfortunately. Well, um, that's with with Amazon and everything, and a lot of the a lot of the movies that we choose, a lot of the movies that we choose, um, they're they're not necessarily tough to find, but you can only find them in certain places. It's not like you know we're gonna re- sit here and request and you know tell you to go watch the thing that everybody's watching on Netflix and all that. We're going to, we kind of, you know, it's a, it's a deeper dive. And sometimes these films, I almost turned my mic off. Uh, sometimes these films are a little bit difficult to find, uh, but you know, we kind of lucked out here and got, uh, got one that yeah. is on a service. And this one, probably everybody will be able to watch with fairly a good amount of ease, or at least yeah, a friend exactly. with a Netflix account, you know, exactly. Right. Get a login off someone. Uh, but no, it's one of those films where like it, it, it's, it hits that bar. We always talk about this like invisible bar of a movie, no matter the genre. Where at the end of watching that said movie, you get that feeling. It's like, like I was catered for, right? Like I got what I that feeling that you want after you watch a film of right. any kind, like a good one. And, it, and that for me was one of those films that hits that bar, despite the genre. It's um. Yeah. yeah, it uh, it it ticks all the boxes. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you think, um, and it won't uh, it won't come off as uh, as just like a a disrespect to the uh, to the time period. You know, nineteen fifties era Russia, because you know nineteen fifties era world was you know pretty yeah, rough, <laughs> pretty rough, rough and pretty right. interesting. And uh, it's it's cool to see it's it's cool to see a modern take like a, a modern film reach back and and kind of poke fun in the situation because it's not with the advent of the internet and all that stuff and cancel culture and whatnot it's it's risky for even a-list celebrities to go out on a limb in fact it's even more risky if you're an a-list celebrity if you go out on a limb for art you yeah. know so it's 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 neat yeah. to see a uh, a movie that's come out in the last exactly. decade that is uh just that's uh, just like something that. for you to break up these uh fucked up films that were making you watch recently. yeah yeah like, no you know it's uh, I mean? yeah the, i think a little uh, release here i think the uh the next episode we're doing here is on the blackwell ghost so it'll be coming out on friday uh i think that is the tamest uh selection yeah out of all the ones we have on the list for uh for this halloween season so yeah, here's it a little. Is. Here, this is a little midweek palate cleanser for you. Uh, there'll probably be a couple more of these throughout the month of October. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, and actually, war. Real quick before we wrap this one up, holy shit, people are actually listening to us. Yeah, no, <laughs> actually, let's uh, thank if, if any of you have bothered to listen to this. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, we do notice. And um, yeah, we, I think that's really cool. Like 40 um, downloads almost. Yeah. Uh, and we're only so at four, I don't four actually know any of their names, so I actually just wanted to thank them with names that I made up. Well, I mean, yeah, go um, ahead. <laughs> thank you, Seamus. Thank you, Judy Irene Smith. And, and um, yeah, Jose, Maria. Um, I, do know, I do know the name of Maxwell. one person. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure there's a Maxwell in there. There has to be. Yeah, there is. I do know the name of one person. Uh, it's a, a, f- a friend of mine on TikTok. His name is David. He saw that we had a podcast uh, about movies, and he downloaded every single episode. So thank you very much, David. Well, maybe thanks, we'll David. get away. I appreciate that. 
um, we will have social media for this. Um, again, yeah, it's just a tough thing. We, we, we wanted to see if anybody would listen and interact like that. And it looks like you are. So, you know, we'll have uh, yeah. some some socials for you so you can reach out to us. And I, I would love to have, yeah, I'm really excited to open up social media because I want to see reactions. So for people who watch films that maybe you haven't seen, I, I want to see react, whether you hated it or loved it. Like, it's yeah. good to get that feedback. Um, because again, that's why we talk about films, right? Like, like I, so you know, so me and Jason tend to talk about films that both of us like. But there's also times when it's fun to talk about a film that one person doesn't like, and you really, and you kind of discuss. Those yeah, yes, yes, in between yes, yes. points, right? So like, I, I'd love to open up that context. I myself don't have any form of social media, so like for me, starting social media is like really a a, a stressful thing. But it would be cool sure in is. this context to open that mm-hmm. up. Um, and if yeah. we've uh, if if we've in the interim, uh, regardless of what episode this is or what you've or, or when you're uh, when you're listening to it, if you you know have, if listened to them all or this is your first one, if we do have these outlets and you don't hear us talk about it in the episode, check the show notes because I'll always link all the stuff in there and it's uh, on Spotify, all everywhere where there's podcasts, it's in the show notes, the description of the episode, all the stuff is down there. Also, the list of movies that we're going to be going through uh, the month of October is in the description of each episode uh, for yeah, for this could, uh, Halloween season. So you could skip ahead if you want to it. check them out, and then uh, hopefully there's some media links there so we can all talk about it. But um, exactly no, but yeah. Ultimately, thank you very much. If any of you have listened, even more of you enjoyed it, and if you didn't, thank God for. Stay and thanks for the download anyway. I mean, you know, I mean, it's still, it's <laughs> thanks still for giving it a shot. Yeah. You know, thanks for giving yeah, it a no. try. If you hate it, I'm sorry for your luck. I really do wish I could do something better with my life, but this is all I got. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Can't please everyone, but um, no. not everybody. Yeah, but thanks for listening, everybody. Um, hope you go watch that film. It, it is, it is definitely worth a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, if not, hopefully we'll open up this uh, social media so you can tell us exactly why you didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're we're super interested in that. I mean, uh, Warren, like Warren said, we are uh, we're super interested in what y'all feel about uh, some of the movies that that we suggest, and for you guys to suggest us movies, that would be cool too to do uh, yeah. some fan. I think suge- in fan between listener October, suggested stuff in between the gap of October and December. Um, I think we might open it up if we get this up and running. We might open it up where we'll do some episodes on, um, you know, requests of movies for us to watch. Yeah, um, and um, be- and you know, if it goes to a certain route, maybe we'll develop a Patreon or something like that, where you know some exclusive content can be. Maybe we can go live and stuff like that. We'll figure that all out. That's all things that um, we want to know if you dig. You so, dig. You dig? Is there, is there a Mandango party going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna that, that'll be it for us. Uh, thank you so much again for 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 Warren's bald head and my bald head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Have a good one.